1: All right, so welcome to Jay Bird Watching, everybody. Here, all you Blue Jays fans are still foaming at the mouth for any kind of wonderful news about the Blue Jays. You know, Manager Watch 2010. We got a sequel show here for you today as we go for 2.0 version. Once again, I joining me for the manager conversation. I have Hayden Godfrey of Jays Journal. How you doing, Hayden? I'm doing very well, Craig. How are you doing? Doing wonderful on a, you know, what has now become more or less winter here in Rochester, New York, and I'm sure it's the same way up there in Toronto. <laughs> yes,
2: sir, it is. It's
1: getting chilly. The off season is almost upon us. Yeah, unfortunately, there's that whole, I don't like anybody in the World Series right now because I can't even root for the Red Sox, and I don't like the shenanigans that have been going around with the Dodgers lately, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, but as far as what we're hoping to get, as far as the kickoff to the Blue Jays inaugural off-season fun here, um, we are immersed in the, what has become the, more or less, I'm going to say, the final five, just to make it fun here, <laughs> of the yeah. Blue Jays' managers. Or at least for the sake of talking points on this show, we have um the five that five names that keep coming up prevalently throughout the uh off season so far here when what we were just talking about is probably this has got to be a manager decision that is pending or coming very very soon as far as the winter meetings are sneaking up on us and all that kind of good stuff so yeah. hayden do you want to jump in on joe espada first
2: yeah Craig, Joe, Joe Espada is a really really interesting name. Um, my wonderful colleague uh, Vicky Riancho over at the Jays Journal wrote a very compelling piece about how Espada is a Spanish speaker. Uh, he's not only an experienced baseball mind but he's experienced in uh, sort of getting to know Latin American baseball players. He's a, he's a very very intriguing choice um, and I've been joking around with, with other colleagues that like that's the trend that an Astros bench coach is always going to get picked up by another team as was the case with Alex Cora last year. Um, but Espada is a really intriguing choice and and as you know as the the search sort of progresses, it seems like Espada might be a favorite for the job, although the recent Montoya interview, which i 'm sure we'll touch on sort of threw a wrench in that but at this point um if you were a betting person it 'd probably be the safest to bet on Espada being the next Jay skipper
1: yeah the uh He's been a little bit all over the place as far as his coaching career goes. He's been with the Florida-slash-Miami Marlins, the Yankees, and with the Houston Astros in all various roles as far as things go. So, And he's also got some minor league managing experience underneath his belt, so it's going to be a very interesting um, group that he could possibly bring in. And apparently also, what I'm reading on his uh, wonderful Wikipedia page here, he was the part of the Puerto Rican World Baseball Classic team in 2013, too, as far as the coaching staff goes, so... And that's a yeah. big thing, I think, with the eclectic uh, Latin America team that we more or less have going on in our minor league system right now. It's That's a nice little tip in his hat for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then the WBC team, uh, the, the Puerto Rican WBC team, they did really well. Uh, mm-hmm. And he you know, in some standards was, was a really big part of that. So, yeah, it definitely is a, a little bit of an attractive thing. I'm not sure that's going to make or break his candidacy um, because I am i don't know that Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro are overly concerned with that, but it can't hurt. It's certainly attractive.
1: Yeah, it's definitely at least checking one extra box on the uh, resume forum, but as far as yes, all sir. the things go, I think um, all these guys that we're going to talk about today, actually, I meant to mention this before we dove into it, but Ross Atkins has went on record saying he's looking for a tough, smart, and passionate person to be the manager for the Toronto Blue Jays and somebody that's open-minded enough to jump into the conversation uh, with the new stuff that is prevalent He'll not just look at the 25-man roster but have an idea of what's going on throughout the organization somebody like uh, Espada and all the other guys on this list definitely fit that mold as far as they are used to working with minor league talent so I think that is definitely what is coming and obviously for good reason we've got one of the best systems in baseball
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a a huge thing. And I know you mentioned on Twitter a little while ago about all these guys have some minor league managing experience. Um, It it is going to be a young team, and so they're not going to go with a more experienced manager. And and it absolutely has to have something to do with the relationships that this potential manager is able to form with the young core. That's huge. And I think all these guys having minor league managing experience uh, almost was part of the criteria to move on to the second stage of interviews.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, showing th- through as far as that one. I think uh, they're definitely showing their colors as far as who is going to get the job as far as w- what is going on. Our one dreamscape thing might be falling through, Hayden. I'm sorry. Just unfortunately just, not, yeah. I have not heard a, even a hint of rumor other than the fact that everybody was thinking that was going to be the wonderful you know, dark horse cabinet that come in and sweep uh, everybody off, You know, kind of like you're running off with your prom date or something. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I, unfortunately. I mean, you know
2: what? I, I never say never, but it you know, it doesn't look like Molly, unfortunately, is garnering a lot of interest from any team in the managerial uh, market, but, you know, we shall see.
1: Uh, maybe that's where he's at. Um, maybe he wants to take the year off or something, maybe. That's yeah. what it is, and then maybe that's what it's falling down to. Maybe there has been a phone call made, and things we'll never know <laughs> as far as <laughs> wonderful closed-shut things go. Yes. We'll even talk about some more of those weird oddities with the Blue Jays' front office here in a minute. I don't want to jump the gun here. Um Next, we got the Rays connection, basically, which um, I, you might have saw my tweet out last night that says, oh, great, we got another guy interviewing from the tr- Tampa Bay Rays. Does that mean we can finally beat him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have some inside info.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, Craig, it's, it's really interesting, the whole Rays connection. And what you said, while incredibly funny, th- there is a real sense of, of legitimacy to that. The Blue Jays have had this sort of chronic inability to beat the Tampa Bay Rays, and potentially that could be helped. You know, what I'm looking at with the Tampa Bay Rays, first of all, is that manager Kevin Cash of the Rays, who's a tremendous manager, and he's, he's lauded league-wide for his unique strategies and progressive approach to baseball, he just signed a six-year contract extension. That is that is massive. He's going to be managing that team for a long time. And so if you're Rocco Baldelli, who's one of the candidates that reportedly made it to the finalists, um, and Charlie Montoya, who John Heyman of FanCred just reported is the newest uh, person to have interviewed for the job— mm-hmm. You've got to think there's not a lot there's not a lot, you know, that I can do with this position. They've got the managerial role locked down. Um, And so if you're one of those guys, you have to look elsewhere to manage. And I think that's why, you know, the fact that they've been working in a progressive organization strategically, the use of the opener shifts uh, pretty much ever since uh, Joe Madden came in. They've been a really, really sort of I don't want to use the word progressive again, but they've been really, really forward thinking, analytically focused baseball teams and i think that's what's making them so attractive
1: yeah and as far as uh the wonderful goes for what um ruckabandeli has been doing he has also been the uh major league field coordinator for the tampa bay rays is apparently his latest job title coaching role obviously but the fact that he is like you said controlling where the guys are on the field and working with those shifts and looking at all the metrics and making sure you can set yourself up best possibly defensively for any at-bat, and I think that's been proven in spades since Kevin Cash has come in, and he's been in the forefront for that. Um, Yes. So, yeah, it's it's, it's
2: really interesting um, to me. I mean, a lot of people seem to not, seem to have doubted the Rays a little bit this year, Uh, but I believe they had 91 wins this year, so... We'll see, but, but those one, yeah, the, <laughs> those two are definitely super, super. Yeah, they had ninety wins. Th- those two are super, super intriguing to me. And you know what? We'll see what happens. Montoyo, for some reason, I'm not getting the sense is a super serious candidate, but Baldelli's been mentioned by everybody, so you yeah, will definitely see what happens with that.
1: Yeah, and as far as um, if I had to look between the two of them right now, I I've, might have Montoya taken in my opinion a little bit slight run or at least, like I said, full-on my opinion. I love what he's done in his managing career in the minor Leagues. And know, knowing that he can work with young talent like that, he was the... Uh, the main manager for the Durham Bulls who have been unstoppable the last decade. Nice. <laughs> so and I'm not just quoting Bull Durham stuff when I was making <laughs> that joke yesterday, but you know, we might hit the damn Bull if we hit, <laughs> get him up <out> there. <laughs> so as far as it goes, I like what his uh, pedigree has and knowing that he has been working with Valdelli and Kevin Cash in that system, some of that stuff has had to have been rubbing off on him as far as how to position players and how to run with some of these wonderful new metrics and uh, you know math magicians that are now in all the major league front offices so i think that is a impressive pairing right there one way or the other and it'd be nice to see him one of them
2: yeah i i really think it would it you know there, there's something to be said about the al east and especially i mean you're talking you're looking at a 90 win Tampa Bay Rays team that had a stupidly low payroll and a sort of a, a shoestring roster. Um, the coaching staff had a lot to do with that, Baldelli in particular. I mean, his position is a position that isn't on all Major League Baseball coaching staffs. It's a it's a unique position that I don't know if Cash specifically created, but, you know, the higher-ups that the Rays did create, and it's it's really impressive what they've been able to do. So, you know, if I had to make a choice, and, and you know, you and I spoke about this, what, three, four weeks ago about Baldelli and about you know the prospect of him being... He was sort of a dark horse at that point. Um, but he would definitely be... I think he would be my pick at this point. Um, it looks like he's the quote-unquote favorite for the Twins job, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out.
1: As far as it goes, if he does get the Twins job and I have to settle for Montoya, I'm strangely okay with it. I really think yeah. they're both on that same even play. I just think the slight age difference, they're about... right. It says Rocco Bedelli's 37 and Montoya is... 53. So that's where you're getting kind of... Montoya's dancing on that line of old school baseball and new school baseball.
2: Right. So that's where exactly. you're.
1: Baldelli is all in on the math magician stuff. Yes. <laughs> where I think there's enough of what's going on right now that I still think that there is no one clear-cut way or the other. I love both sides of it, but I really think that you need both pieces of that puzzle to be a successful baseball manager. So... Maybe that's my opinion, and I'm not that much older than you, but <laughs> no, <Enough laughs> you know, there, there, there definitely is
2: something to be said about that. I was actually speaking with a with a colleague recently who suggested that they go after a guy like Baldelli, who's super new school, um, and then go to a guy like you know Buck Showalter, Mike Scotia, as the bench coach to sort of have that that balance of old school and new school. Maybe not within you know one person, yeah. but just to have that diversification on the staff. I, I'm intrigued to see what they do.
1: Yeah, you're probably gonna have more luck getting um tomorrow hail and uh leap back. right yeah <laughs> it's looking that way a lot works.
2: yeah we haven't heard a lot about the rest of the coaching staff uh they're still under contract but i i heard a murmur recently that it's possible that they could they could uh, forego that to pursue other opportunities but it, really not a lot has been heard about the rest of the coaching staff
1: yeah i think it'd come down to whether they want to stay or not would be yeah what i would think the manager uh the front office would do it with it but Anyway, let's move on. We have one, two more guys I'd like to chit-chat about really quickly here. Sure. Uh, we got Brandon Hyde, who has been uh, part of the Cubs organization as the bench coach. He's been interviewing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as the race goes, he might be a person of interest, but as far as things go, it sounds like he might be locked up already. Also part of that Twins wild card that is thrown in all this fun.
2: Yeah, you know, Brandon Hyde, Craig, is a really, really interesting story. Again, a super, super positive, safe bet for a manager. I I really don't think you'd be angering a lot of the fan base if he was appointed manager. But as you mentioned, the Twins are being very aggressive with their search. Uh, The Rangers, who are not being as aggressive, have also been tied to Hyde. Um, I recently read a report that said he'd be interviewing for the Orioles' job, and the Orioles are looking for a manager, even though they've said next to nothing. But he's a very interesting, interesting choice. I mean, he was the bench coach for the Cubs, who were a successful organization in their own right. I mean, they had an untimely demise this postseason. But, you know, we're looking at a guy who has a lot of experience, who has a lot of things to bring to the table. And there's something about the bench coach over the past two or three years. They're taking on more of a strategic role than the manager. Um, and so there is something to be said about guys who have a background as the bench coach. But again, as you mentioned, out of those you know five finalists, he might be the one that we've heard the least about since that tried to be the report. So again, uh, we'll have to see, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of noise going on about him.
1: Yeah, I got found out just a really funny, interesting tidbit that I got to point out here. I was just wick in, diving through all his uh, history here. Not only has he been a bench coach repetitively, he was preceded... It, he actually got Carlos Tosca kicked out of the Florida Marlins in two- wow. 2010. And then he also kicked out Eric Hinsky as huh. a bench coach for the Chicago Cubs, or a first base coach for the Chicago Cubs. So there's weird j- uh, six degrees from Kevin Bacon, Blue Jays. Connection. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Interesting. No, he was Small like, world. Oh God, I can't believe, First off, I can't believe Wikipedia even has that information. <laughs> Second, <laughs> being able to find it. So, exactly. but yes, he has been a, a very successful uh, coach as far as the bench coach goes and was part of the 2016 world champion chicago cubs so um i have a little bit of a championship pedigree there as well didn't yeah. play for very long she's a chicago white sock from 97 to 2000 bad 252 and 200 games but that doesn't show everything some those so for those who can't do teach right Yeah, there's.
2: I mean, you want to look at all these guys. People are talking about Alex Cora being a fantastic manager. Alex Cora was a was a journeyman, you know, utility player. Was not super successful. Never made an All Star team, if I'm correct. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you you know, having that experience,
1: um, just at the major league level, success isn't always the biggest indicator. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And as far as it goes, I really think that it's that falls in that same part of that conversation as the Rays guys. You got Joe Maddon's you know connection with. uh, with hide there, so yes. it is what it is. And I forgot to mention it. Yeah, the the Blue Jays since twenty ten are seventy and ninety eight against the Rays. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> oh, and at the Trop, it's it's really terrible. I don't I don't
2: think they're really really that awful at the dome, but I know at the Trop. I mean I, I... Can't remember who it was who referred to the trop as the house of horrors. Maybe it was was it you, Craig? It Tom, was me. The house, <laughs> the house of horrors. It really is. It is in so many ways for them.
1: It's so this, it's, yeah. Midnight fasters. <laughs> yeah. But as far as all that goes, I just think it's funny if you get somebody that was maybe knows how to play those, that team and what to do with those metrics. Yes. I think the Blue Jays at home were closer to fifty fifty, but that's a yeah. You know, that's twenty eight games under five hundred. Oh. Wow. <laughs> in the last eight years it's kind of rough so wow. anyways we got one more guy that is the wonderful media like hole at the moment as far as oh we got like a Josh Donaldson situation going <laughs> on with Stubby Clapp so as far as Clapp goes he's been you know Arizona Fall League and with all the Blue Jays minor leaguers you would think that'd be the shoe in but you know it sounds like he interviewed didn't interview maybe he did maybe he didn't I don't know all sorts of media fun around Clapp at the moment
2: yeah, Craig. It's a very, very interesting story, and I, I'm very, very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to talk about this because I know Clayton, you know, might be listening, and he's a very good friend and colleague of mine who adores Stubby Clap. Um, <clears throat> but Stubby Clap is, in many ways, as you mentioned, this media enigma in so many different ways. He is clearly qualified to do the job. The Memphis Redbirds. Um, the Cardinals AAA affiliate, he's been managing them for quite a while and he's been doing a fantastic job. And there's no doubt in my mind that he could make a spectacular major league manager and all the love that's being given to him from the Blue Jays fandom is completely justified. With that being said, um, I don't know that they are taking that step. Again, this is purely speculation based on what I've read from a variety of reports from insiders, but you know, he was asked by Shai Davidi in Arizona about two weeks ago, whether or not they've contacted him and what he thinks of the rumors. And he said bluntly, I haven't heard anything. You know, Ross Atkins has not gotten in touch with me. Um, You know, there's been nothing going on now. We hear from Bob Elliott a while ago that the Jays did interview him. Yesterday, it's heard that the Jays did not interview him. So again, it's, it's a very, it's a very crazy sort of eccentric situation, um, again, he would be my vote. Again, you know, we were on uh, talking about this the first time we talked about managerial vacancies, that he would be, you know, aside from Molitor, our second pick for the manager. Uh, and in a lot of ways, that still holds true. It just, for some reason, his name has not made it into the mainstream. But uh, the Shy Beauty report that I always continue referring to, where it talked about narrowing down to five finalists, it talks about Hyde, spot-up Baldelli David Bell, who was just hired by the Cincinnati yeah. Reds as their manager, uh, and a mystery man. And Clapp could very well be that mystery man. So, you know, we really don't know, but Clapp has been a fascinating story to watch, regardless of how you view it.
1: Yeah, and not to mention watching him get to play with all the, or manage all the young talent that they have right now in the NFL League has been insane. Vlad is doing Vlad things. All the other guys are hitting well, and the team is looking really, really good. And, you know, Clapp being, first off, a... Um, Pacific Coast League champion. Yes. And not to mention just that, but he was named the Baseball America Minor League Manager of the Year in 2017. Wow. So, very pe- pedigreed roster. Uh, yes. Resume talent there, and that, and not to mention all the other championships he's won in Minor League Baseball, including Absolutely. being part of the Blue Jays organization in 2013 as a hitting yep. coach. So, it is what it is. I really hope he gets a chance to at least come in and show what he can bring to this organization or maybe they are using the Arizona Fall League is literally just the you know the litmus test for him. But if that's it, they still gotta have a conversation and it's going to come out and I really think it would be kinda silly to at least not bring him in for an interview and show him what he could bring against some of these other guys. Or at least to give you that comparison.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely an intriguing fit and as you mentioned, the AFL could very well be a litmus test. Um, I think if you're in the Blue Jays front office right now, it would almost be a crime to not at least do your due diligence about Stubby Clap, um, because it's clear that, that the fan base loves him, uh, at least the online fan base loves him, and, and again, we talk about the PR ramifications of naming a manager, he would he would make a lot of the fans re- – I mean, he'd, he'd make my editor Jay's Journal very happy, but aside from that, he would make a lot of Jay's fans very happy, and, I mean, we haven't even gotten to this – He's a Canadian guy. Yep. Um, you know that. I mean, I know you're. You're. Uh, you know, in the states, but but he's a Canadian guy, and, and B- Canadian baseball people are a rarity, um, and that's really something that that was drawing a lot of people to Rob Thompson, Philly's bench yep. coach, early on in the search. I, I don't think he's in there right now. I don't but remember that, hearing much of him ever after. That. Like that. He, 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 he was sort—I mean, he was sort of rumored a little bit. There was the potential because of the way that Kapler's going in Philly. He's got a lot of years ahead of him that he could be leaving the job. But it sort of just goes back to that thing: Canadian baseball people make Canadian baseball fans, Blue Jays fans, excited, and that's just another layer of excitement on top of you know uh, the stubby clap story. So I'm I'm intrigued by that as I am by the rest of them.
1: Yeah, Matt, I'm glad you touched on that. As I was going to make sure I pointed that out, well, as well, but. Um, and that's regardless of me being the lone Blue Jay fan here in Rochester, New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, 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 being a frequent visitor, I know completely the pride you guys all have for the nation yes. of Canada, and I can understand that 110%. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the same United States love at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Pride in my country, not in what they're doing with it.
2: <laughs> that is that is a okay on occasion.
1: Before we get into another political battle here, or it's terrible <laughs> drinking games, or whatever the hell is going to happen here, <laughs> um, as far as things go, if I had to have my pick out of those five, I'm still it's going to be a close race between me and uh, Montoya and Clapp, in my opinion. How, what do you stand?
2: You know, what, Craig, it's it's interesting uh, that you ask there's no bad choice i think uh for me i would i would go between baldelli and espada but again there's there's really yeah. no wrong thing I, I say that's what i like mm-hmm. um, but if you tell me tomorrow that hyde is in there or that clap is in there or Montoyo's is in there i i'm really not going to be disappointed either way if for example eric wedge's name that might be a different story but you know there's no there's no real bad choices here
1: yeah, you don't see, all I know is I'm glad the John Farrell rumors died very quickly. <laughs> yes, sir. That was something that was of
2: great concern to the hardcore Blue Jays fans, but it, it does not look like it's going to
1: happen. Yeah. He looks like he's happy uh, doing his ESPN announcing job of late. That so makes sense. I think we're good that with that one. So as far sense. as things go, Hayden, you want it's your time to shine. What do you got going on? Yeah, Craig. I'm I'm continuing my uh, my hijinks at Jays Journal,
2: um, writing about rumors, breaking news, interviews, minor leaguers, everything. I've also had the pleasure of recently joining Call to the uh, nice. which is a uh, fan sided uh, MLB blog of all things baseball. So I'm found there, not writing just Blue Jays. Um, but all MLB teams. So you can find my, I think Ari Shapiro calls them literary exploits, which I think is hilarious um, over at Jay's journal or on called the pen. And just on Twitter, I'm always into talking baseball.
1: Yeah. And uh, make sure everybody jumps in and and finds Hayden. And he, from what I hear, he might even be joining us here if he wants to start talking and so just you know showing his uh, scribblings is what i like to call them <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the possibility and
2: i really appreciate you having me on as always
1: craig no worries my friend cheers and have a nice thank evening
2: you. thank you too
1: as far as all you blue jays fans out there keep listening to us here at jaybird watching we're going to make sure we still have an episode for you once a week whether it's just me coming out here going hey i'm here and then leaving or whatever it might be Anyways, hit us up on Twitter if you want to join in the conversation. We're also going to be having the Fan Chat episodes once a month, so make sure you hit us up on there. We're going to have our next episode whenever I can actually pin down Chris Henderson of Jay's Journal and actually have a conversation here. We're going to be bringing you our 2018 Blue Jays offseason bold prediction, so it's going to be a random goofy show. I hope you all enjoy it, and make sure you hit us up at BirdwatchingGC on Twitter, and hope you all have a nice evening.